are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I said, faith works in the heart. It won't work in your head. Now, there's some people trying to get faith to work out of the head. It'll give you a headache, (laughs) quite frankly, because it was not designed. The carnal mind was not designed to operate in the laws of God. Now, Paul has something to say about this, and I'll give you the scripture for it. In Romans 8, chapter, where he said, the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Now, the law he's referring to is the law of faith. That's the law he's referring to. Your head won't operate in that law because it wasn't designed to do that. You see, your head is a goal setter. You think with it and you speak some things. What you speak is a product of what you've thought and meditated on. So, you see, that's why I say that the thermostat on the wall is a goal setter. It's like your head. It's just a goal setter. And just because you say something doesn't mean it's going to happen. But many of these things would never happen unless saying was involved in it because that's setting the goal. Now, we related this also, and I'd like to review that just a little bit. We related it to the fact that a farmer, when he plants a seed, that seed is his goal, isn't it? I mean, that's what he's after, is more seeds just like that one. More plants just like the one he's planting, see? Then that becomes the goal. So the thing you're saying, whether you're speaking faith about your finances or about your physical body, you're setting a goal for the heart of the unit, which is the spirit man down here. And it will bring forth that and cause it to come into manifestation. But like I said, it won't happen just because you say it. But yet saying it is involved in working it. I trust we've covered that. Now, let's go on to another point here. Number two, under why confession of God's Word works for you, is that it causes faith to come. See, the setting the goal, the speaking of it, is sowing seeds in the kingdom. See, the kingdom of God is within you. Then, the continuing of it. Somebody said, well, you know, if you sow a seed, you don't have to sow it but once. So, But now, you know, a farmer goes out here, and if he wants 300 acres of wheat, he doesn't just sow one acre and say, well, I've got the wheat sowed. He's got more to sow, see. So you sow seeds in the kingdom and you continue to speak what God said about your situation, whether it's in the area of physical healing, whether it's in the area of finances, whether it's in the area of spiritual matters. You speak what God said about you, you see. And you speak it. You say it. Confess it. Then it causes faith to come. Now see, Romans ten 17, we've covered this in some of the other sessions. But let's say it again. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now it didn't say that faith cometh by having heard. You hear people sometimes, they say, well, I've heard that before. Well, I said it one time. Well, faith cometh by hearing. You didn't say faith cometh by having heard. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. See, it's a continual act. And faith cometh. Now, see, faith is the substance of things. Now, remember, hope has no substance. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yet, without hope, you wouldn't have anything for faith to give substance to. 
You've set the goal, you plant the seed by speaking the desire. Speaking the thing that the Word of God promised you. You get in agreement with it. Let your mouth be in agreement with it. It causes faith to come. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now that being true, let's just reiterate some of the things we've said, lest you forget it. If faith comes by hearing the Word of God, faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God, then right on the other hand, faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. So if you're always hearing the words of the devil and wonder why you don't have any faith, that's the reason. You're listening too much to the devil. Now, faith in the devil is called fear. Now, I'm going to say this again, too. We've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, of things desired, you see. Then the opposite end of that is, fear is the substance of things not desired. Now, you have only but to read the book of Job and find that out. Job said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I was afraid of has come unto me. In fact, Job said it out of his own mouth. He said, the thing I've greatly feared has come upon me. He didn't just fear, he was highly developed in it. (laughs) See, now the more highly developed you get in either your faith or your fear, the quicker the manifestation will come. So it's important what you say, because the words you're speaking is either going to cause faith to come or fear to come. See, words transmit faith and words transmit fear. You need to realize that. Now let's move on to another part here. Number three, or the third reason why the confession of God's Word is important and why it works for you is because that it renews the mind. Now how many of you know that your mind didn't get born again just because you got born again? See, the Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans, the 12th chapter. He says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, these were spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-toting, full gospel, businessmen, <laughs> you know, and women. And, and he said, You better do something about your mind. See, he's writing this to the church. The Roman church. He said, do something about your mind. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, you renew your mind with the Word of God. Now, confession of God's Word, speaking in agreement with what God says, renews your mind. Causes your mind to be renewed to the things that God said. When you get out of this atmosphere of where people, everybody around you is believing like you do, and you get out there in the real life situations then there's not going to be such an anointing to believe as there is right now. (laughs) And man, you think that you're in the wilderness sometimes. Well, if you don't get your mind renewed, then you're going to fall right into the situation. See, like uh, Peter did when he jumped out of the boat when he wasn't ready for walking on the water. See, he got out of the boat before he was ready. He hadn't learned to not observe circumstances above the word of Jesus. Jesus said, come. There was enough power, there was enough faith in that one word to cause him to be able to walk on the water. But the problem was his mind was not renewed to the point that he would not observe circumstances. And actually what happened in that situation was that something that had nothing at all to do with what he was doing caused him to begin to sink. Now just think about it for a minute. 
I think we mentioned this in one of the other sessions, but let's say it again. He had never seen anybody walk on the water, with the exception of right then when it was storming. The wind was blowing. They was having a storm. Now, the logical way to think about that, if you thought about it logically, was, you know, I never saw anybody walk on the water before. I guess the only time you walk on the water is while the wind's blowing and it's coming a storm. Wouldn't that be the logical way to look at it? If you had never seen anybody walk on the water any other way except when it was storming, you'd get to thinking, I tell you, I guess you can walk on the water when it's storming. But he stepped out of the boat and he's walking on the water. But then he gets to looking at circumstances. And he sees the waves so high and the wind so boisterous. Now what'd that have to do with it? Not a thing in the world. You mean tell me you can walk on the swimming pool if the wind's not blowing? No, didn't have a thing to do with it, did it, see? I mean, if it had had anything to do with it, it should have been on the other side. It should have been him thinking this way. Well, thank God, I guess anybody can walk on the water while it's storming. I just never tried to walk on it while it's storming. I guess everybody could walk on the water when it's storming. <laughs> but you see, something that had nothing at all to do with what he's doing caused him, it says, fearing he began to sink. Now see, his mind was not renewed to the Word of God. It was not renewed to the point that he did not observe circumstances. So it's important that your mind gets renewed. And there's only one way to do it, and that is confessing and speaking what God says. Your minds are renewed by the Word of God. Then, number four under that, we list it this way, it keeps the answer before you. Keeps the answer before you. See, if you're always facing the problem, if you're always speaking the problem, if you're always praying the problem, you know what? You're going to have faith in the problem. I mean, if you're always telling somebody, boy, I got this problem, and you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I got this problem, and Lord, I don't know what to do about this problem, and you're telling your neighbor, I tell you, this problem is really a problem. You know what? You really got a problem. <laughs> you really have. Because, you see, all you see in is a problem. When you wake up in the morning, you see in the problem. When you go to bed at night, you're thinking and seeing the problem. You eat, sleep, and drink the problem. Now, people will say to you like this when you begin to renew your mind and when you begin to keep the answer before you by confessing the Word of God, they'll say, oh, you're just ignoring the problem. That's what you're doing. No, no, I'm not ignoring it. I'm doing something about it. Now, see, when you get accused of why you're just ignoring the problem, why well, just quote this scripture to him, what Paul said. He said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report, well, think on these things. Now, everybody wants to have the peace of God that passeth all understanding, but they don't want to do what the Bible says to do to get it. They want a shortcut, see. They want to have the peace of God, but they want to go about confessing the problem, proclaiming the problem, praying the problem, and you know it's totally unscriptural to pray the problem. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Hope you've been with us all this week. This is the last day for book and CD offer number 7515. The book is entitled Hope, a Partner to Faith. It's a mini book. And then the CD is Faith as a Seed. So the book and the CD for $10 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $13.
What does it mean to have faith as a seed? If you have faith as a seed, you have faith you're willing to plant. Now, in Luke 17, Jesus said, If you had faith as a mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Didn't say it obey God. Didn't say that God would pray and move the tree. Said for you to speak to the tree, the inanimate object. Faith as a seed, a mustard seed. Mustard is a plant you cannot hybrid. Anything you do to it, it's going to turn out to be mustard. You cannot cross-pollinate it with any other plant. So Jesus was using the mustard seed, faith, as the fact that if you have faith that won't change under any circumstances, you would say what you believe. You know, seed that's not planted is really not going to produce anything. Now, I farmed for nearly 30 years before I went into the ministry. And we'd buy our seed and put them under the barn in the winter so we'd have them there. But you could pray over those seed until you wore all the sack off of them. And until you plant them, they're not going to produce anything. So he said, if you had faith as a seed, you would say, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt his heart. Believe what he saith, and will come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, the harvest comes after you plant. That's offer number 7515, Hope, a Partner to Faith, the mini book, plus a single CD for $10, plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $13. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.